there. Welcome back. I'm Karen Hall, your host of the Hero Within podcast. I'm passionate about sharing inspiring true stories of unsung heroes who've overcome some of life's most challenging adversities. Come along with me and learn how you too can find hope and healing to return to love. You said he doesn't give us things that we can't handle. I always think, wait, but this is too much. This is too hard for me to handle. And you gave me something that's too hard. He always says, it's not too hard with me. Yeah. Just keep reaching out for me. Hold my hand. I'm with you. And together we can do this hard thing. Mm -hmm. And that, that has always brought me so much joy because like you said, when you feel him with you and you feel him helping you, it is such a comfort. And when I'm not aligned with him, ooh, it just it it just feels lonely and and, and <laughs> I feel a bit lost <laughs> and I'm like, ooh, gotta get gotta get back there, gotta get back aligned again. Yeah. But I do, I rely on him to show me the way. I, when I, I when I think of him as the way maker, that is also such a comfort because so many times I do feel like I'm in the dark, just trying to figure something out. Mm-hmm. It's a mystery. I don't know how to do that thing. And and <laughs> and he just says just trust me, just trust and keep stepping forward one little step at a time. And I will shine the light and show you the next step. That's all you need to know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And what I'm finding is that sometimes, in fact, a lot of the times when you're in a space where it's too much and you kind of feel overwhelmed. Yeah. And I find that the saying, be still in that time, be still. And allow yourself to just be in the moment. And sometimes it might take a day. Just be still in the moment and allow all of the extraneous noise to fall away. You'll get the direction. Mm -hmm. And then you will step out and he'll give you the tools to give you the direction and just keep it moving. That's right. So tell me, how, how is he guiding you right now? Oh, goodness. Okay. So I, I've taken. Ion DV, my nonprofit, as far as it could go without me being a recognized public figure. So now I need to go over here and build my creative platform. And that's what I was focusing on. Hello, 2024. Everything on the face of the planet is coming at once. A dear friend of mine named Tandazar Easley, he is an advocate for mental health. So healing from like depression and anxiety and whatnot. And a friend of his that he had met reached out to him and remembering what his mission is, she thought that he was would be the perfect person to own this 10 acres of land that is available. Guess who was the next phone call? Me. So he's so guess what? He told me the whole story. And I'm like, here come the goosebumps. That was another goosebump moment. And so now. What we're going to do is build a sanctuary on these 10 acres for individuals that are fleeing domestic violence, domestic abuse, trafficking, um, things like that. And a portion of the facility is also going to be for people who are healing from depression and anxiety. It's going to be absolutely incredible. The address is going to be kept confidential in order to protect them. So that's what's going on with the nonprofit right now. And we're going to be starting a GoFundMe. We don't have that set up yet. We're at the very early stages. So once I have that link for the GoFundMe, we're going to be raising funds and whatnot to build out the land. And I'm going to plan a gala and this and that. So I'll be coming back to give that information to you and everybody. Okay. 
So that is happening full speed. Can you tell us a little bit more about INDV? Okay, so it is the movement to eradicate domestic violence. And it started out 100% just focusing on domestic violence. And that was about three years ago. I was also working with the LA County Domestic Violence Council and working with other domestic violence victims advocates. And I was supposed to be sharing some information from a weekend conference that I did with an organization named Rally. And Rally takes people who are activists and grooms them to be able to appear like on Fox News to use their voice in a global platform. Man, let me just tell you, that was such an experience. It was only 16 of us. It was a nationwide thing. There were so many people that tried to get into that conference and I was one of the 16 of us. So I couldn't wait to share this information. Couldn't wait. And so I got on the call and my central nervous system was just so overwhelmed that I could take in information, but I literally couldn't process it and spit it back out. I couldn't. And that is the only time in my life that I've ever been, I would say, powerless. Freaked me out like you wouldn't believe it. Scared me. So I had to stop. I had to absolutely stop. And in that space where I had to sit still, I had to allow myself however much time it was going to be for me to either heal or figure it out or whatever. I figured out that I need to take Ion DV beyond the trauma and move it into the space of teaching people how to thrive so that victims and survivors don't perpetually stay in that space of needing to survive. Mm -hmm. They need to understand what it looks like for them individually to thrive. Yes, we focus on your story, but I decided to move IONDV away from that space of needing to survive. So how do you take that and understand that is your foundation for your power, that you unpack all that, and that is your trampoline that you propel yourself from in order to figure out, ooh, over that horizon is is what it looks like for me to thrive. How many times do I need to bounce up off of this foundation to be able to bounce over that wall and get to this other side where I'm thriving? That is where Ion DV is on that other side. Like, come over here. We want you over here. Let's see what it looks like for you to thrive. That is what Ion DV does. We start with the um, victim and survivor describing their story and reacquainting themselves with their voice. Because what I find being a thriver is that one of the major things that victims experience is the loss of their voice, the loss of their identity, their sense of self. And it is just buried under so much confusion and trauma that it's like, where did it go? They just don't know how to find it. Helping them find their voice again and also helping survivors get resources. So a lot of times victims are either trying to flee or have just gotten out and okay, what do I do now? How do I go about making sure my kids can get to school? How do I get housing? They need help establishing their foundation again. So whatever that looks like. And IONDV has several associations with other organizations that provide, say, diapers or certain classes like parenting classes or anything like that. So I've aligned IONDV with other organizations for like outreach to make sure that whatever it is that they need, that they have. 
and helping to find their voice, but also on the other side of it, which is absolutely imperative, is changing legislation. It's the laws of the land that we live by that dictate what is okay and what isn't. But I'm finding that being a survivor is that there are giant holes in laws, especially in family court, that just really allow abuse to continue. And it is infuriating, it is frustrating, and it is utterly ridiculous. The laws must change, must. What I have found is that when a survivor, when someone who's experienced abuse is just walking into court to tell the truth, when you show up to court to protect yourself or protect someone in regards to what they've experienced, if you only walk into court with the truth, forget it. You have to have more than that. And what I've also found is that a lot of people who have experienced abuse, who have the courage to go to court and stand up for themselves, they don't have the resources to have legal representation. And let me tell you, that is a huge difference because you walk into the situation being completely number one intimidated because Mm -hmm. most have never had experience with court, with judge, with lawyers, with police, nothing. So that's extremely intimidating in and of itself. And then also you're trying to make sense of what you've experienced. You're having to sit, what, three feet away from your abuser. And that is, whoa, whoa, in and of itself. And you have to sit in that space, know what to say, what not to say, how to say it, how to, ha- how to have it make sense to the judge, especially if you're crying and you're emotional and they're like, yeah, whatever. So you really have to know how to be able to conduct yourself. It's like a foreign territory. So how do you navigate it? And to have somebody like you and these resources, yeah, what a godsend. I would feel empowered if I had you in my life and I was going to court. First of all, you have experience, you have found your voice, you have the confidence. I would feel so grateful to find you if I was in that situation and to find your organization. What a miracle. Mm -hmm. What is your why that motivates you to help women in domestic violence? It's my purpose. God put me on this planet to usher in anew. And to be honest, I really want to help everyone. Domestic violence, domestic abuse, trauma in and of itself incorporates men, women, children, no matter what culture. There isn't one person on this planet that hasn't experienced trauma at one way or another. So true. Like I say, like trauma to the brain is trauma. It could be domestic abuse, sex abuse. it, It could be racism. Your brain recognizes it as trauma. And it just so happens that. I'm a woman and I know what it's like to be a woman in this society and our voices not be heard. Back to the establishment of this country. And it is utterly ridiculous that women don't have a voice. It's just dumb. And I can't sit back and not do anything about it. We are human beings just like men are. We are human beings just like everybody else is. So why isn't there equality? Why? So let's figure it out. Let's do it. Let's change it. So how do we need to change it? Okay, we need to change laws. To me, it's just simple. Why? Because I have God. And God is going to give me what I need to do in order to do what it is that he put me on the planet for. So that's why I am fighting for women. You remember when you didn't have a voice and the transformation to finding your voice? Wow. Yes. Can you tell us about that? There have been a few instances where I found my voice. and. 
I, I would say the first instance where I found my voice was in acting class. And there was this one Saturday where all of the actors were on stage. And this person standing opposite us was the one person who has hurt us the most. And we were supposed to just let it fly. Whatever it is that we're feeling in regards to that person that I have never said before, just let it go. And I let it go so much. I didn't hear cut. Everybody was just standing around me, just looking. Yeah, when is she going to cut? Ever since then, there was nothing I couldn't do. There was no scene I couldn't do. There wasn't a story that I couldn't do. I could emote immediately. I could do cold scenes. and so. Because I could perform cold, she would put me into those scenes and I would have 30 minutes, if that, to learn that scene and go up and perform it in front of a full theater. And I could become that person, that character in 30 minutes. And that's where I learned my voice because I learned the only way I could do that is if I allowed God to speak through me. And he had me every time, every single time. It didn't matter what it was. There were two scenes that I can tell you about. There was one scene that the gentleman was a working actor and he would murder people along truck stops. And I was this lady that pulled over to a a truck stop to get gas and that came back to my car and he's in the backseat. So the only things that are on stage are two chairs. So I just got in my car and went to start the car and he grabs for me from behind and he had a knife. Now, I had never read the scene and I had never acted with this person. So this was as cold as you can get. And it was a really long scene, long scene. And I must say that I was incredible. I kind of, I kind of killed it. I killed it. But I remember there was this producer who was sitting front row and in theater, you're not supposed to look at anybody, but I was just compelled to look at him. And my scene partner had me from behind and had the knife to my throat. And I looked at this guy like in his eyes and I mouthed the words, help me, scared the living crap out of him. And so when the scene was done, of course, I was like seriously crying. Incredible. So intense. It was super intense. And then the, the man, he had turned the whitest shade of white I'd ever seen in my life. It really freaked him out. He was like, the one thing he said, he was like, why are you not a star? I've never seen anything like that before. Why are you not a star? I'm able to do that because God is my life jacket. There's no way I could drop into another person's life like that without God. And that's, I think that was the first experience that I had with my voice. Oh my goodness, Simone, you are amazing. I'm so excited for what you're going to be doing. And I'm so excited to get to watch you glow even more. It's just, is it is so thrilling. I understand why people who are like actors or singers or artists, no matter what you do, there's something about being a creator and allowing yourself to be used to create beauty in whatever form that is. Because if you think about it, like we are just little mini versions of what God does. Like he creates Everything with his every word, with his every touch, with his every breath, he creates just like this incredible beauty that we see in water and in in moving trees and the wind. And like, how could I not have a voice? How could I not let all of what I'm meant to say from my mission and from my purpose that I was born with, how could I not let all of that out? And like I said, it can be scary 
But at this point, who cares? I've leaned into my fear so much. It's so amazing because when you talk about about being a creator, because Mm -hmm. first of all, he's in the process. He's guiding you. You're already aligned with what the purpose that he has given you, the gifts that he gave you, why you're here, what you're meant to do. And then as you do create, the first thing I thought of is it's godlike. So when we are doing things that are godlike, we feel him close. It's this unity with him during that process. I love hearing how you felt God with you. And I often describe it as like, it's like walking on a tightrope. And it's scary. He's the net underneath. I don't even have to worry about falling because I'm safe. And you were safe with your life jacket. You felt totally safe. And that is a glorious feeling to know that no matter what, he's got us, we're safe. And so we can do that big, scary thing. We can use our voice, even if we haven't done it before. We're empowered to be able to do that just by that knowledge that we have that life jacket on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, it allows you to do like extraordinary things and yeah. to create something like that, that can move people in so profoundly to joy or to sadness or to let their tears out or to run and hug someone or just, there's nothing greater than creating someone that can bring joy to someone else. And I remember being a kid like, All I ever really wanted to do is to help to make people happy. I saw so much turmoil around in my environment and in the world. I'm like, it just never made sense to me. I'm like, why feel that way? Or why make others feel that way when you can make them feel this way, but they can be happy and do things that make them feel happy and make their family feel happy and make their friends feel happy. And that that makes happiness in their environment and in their home. And and a home filled with love creates happy children that go out into the world and create happiness there. To me, that is what life is about. To me, that is what God put us here for, being a parent, especially like my son is an empath and he's a highly sensitive person, which can make life in the outside world challenging. But if I also equip him with the understanding that his feelings are power. Your love is power. That belief in God and that spark that he put in you is power. That is your power. He will go out into that world and just radiate that to everybody else. And that'll affect everyone else. That is my goal too, is to teach my children the things that it took me so many years to learn. I want them to know it earlier than Mm -hmm. I did so that they can have that power and they can be able to overcome. So how are you teaching your son those things? One, to understand how incredible of a person that he is, to celebrate the small things within him that are amazing, that are actually huge things. First of all, you've got to celebrate yourself, kid, and celebrate the fact that who God is and that you know that you have God within you. Mm -hmm. And he understands that. He got that early. And he and I are both old souls. I think that those are things that he actually came here with. And it just is taking me to reinforce it so that the nature and nurture are bound. And understanding what his environment is like, just having conversations. Like when he comes home and has 
a frustration about something that happened at school or with another kid, we actually talk about that. And I help him make sense of it and helping him make sense of human nature and why people do certain things and asking him questions so he can think through it himself. He's still very much in touch with his inner knowing. And I want to make sure that he understands that's there, what that is and how and what the connections are. Mm-hmm. So I noticed when he was really young that he he led me through his milestones. I always knew that there was something different. There was something special. Everybody has something special, but I always knew that he was a, a little more evolved naturally. And because of that, I knew that I just needed to just keep an eye, just watch as opposed to like being a helicopter parent. Oh, don't do this. Can't do that. Can't do this. Can't do that. And leading by example. It is extraordinarily important that I go through this healing because he and I are so in tune energetically. Like what I feel, he will literally feel it. Mm -hmm. So I have to make sure that I am living my greatest self so that my energy affects him in the best possible way. So so that he can go out into the world and affect the world in the best possible way. And I've gone through experiences of... um, resolving generational ties and stuff like that. I've cleared all of that. So that doesn't move down with him and affect him and grandchildren in this and that. That's amazing because to be a chain breaker, it's so powerful. And I find that task is so much bigger than us to do that. And there's so much at stake because of all that has come down through the generations. Mm-hmm. It's so freeing to take that that weight off for our children and to, and like you said, my children are very in tune with my energy as well. And it is so interesting how when I'm learning things and and healing, they are learning and healing. Mm -hmm. And it just, it is so glorious (laughs) to know that, like you said, my goal is to help other people feel happy and to help them feel loved. And, And when I can empower my children and have a positive ripple effect on other people. Mm-hmm. It it just that's my greatest mm-hmm. joy and my greatest goal in life. And I know that's yours too. So thank you so much for sharing that. Oh, it's so sweet. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. It's just I love to see like the happiness on people's faces. Like you're crying tears of joy, but I know that that is coming out of absolute, absolute happiness and being in touch with like your God center and being fulfilled and aligned. And that is, it's like our heart energies are connected and it's like, we can identify the truth, our truths in one another, because we are aligning through purpose. And that is just, I'm getting the goosebumps again. I just love this. One of the things that I've always wanted to do is had is have God is awesome parties. You know how like people have raves out in the middle of the desert, like Burning Man. I want to have parties like that. And it's going to be called God is awesome parties. We're going to have all sorts of food, but there's no alcohol. There's going to be holy water. It's going to be water, but we're going to call it holy water. And everybody's <laughs> going to celebrate for two whole days and just have these awesome parties because God is awesome. And we'll all have our hair on fire. Yes, everybody's hair is going to be on fire. And it's just going to be like all over Instagram and Facebook and TikTok. And everybody's going to be like, 
God, it's awesome. I cannot wait. I can just see it now because like energy is so infectious and so contagious. And can you imagine getting all of those people together whose energies align and they're celebrating each other's like inner spark and inner energy? I can just only imagine the feeling and how people would come away from that experience and how they would impact just their own environment coming from an experience like that. I'm doing that. That is happening. And I'm coming. (laughs) Oh my goodness. You are going to broadcast live from the first annual God is Awesome party. I don't know where it's going to be. I don't care, but it's happening. That's right. Well, God is awesome. And you are awesome. You are absolutely awesome. And it is so exciting to see God in you. I mean, talk about glow up. You are just (laughs) glowing right now. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I can feel it. I keep getting the goosebumps like my arms. I wish you guys could see. Me too. (laughs) Me too. Oh my goodness. It's like, Oh my goodness. God is so happy with this conversation. Let me just tell you, oh my, and I know you know it because you can feel it. I can feel it. (laughs) I love this. I just so love you. Your energy is wonderful. And I just, you're just doing such great things with like your (laughs) voice and your platform. And I so, so love you. And I know I said that already, but I just (laughs) Well, I love you and I love your voice. Thank you for sharing your voice. Thank you for sharing your glow and and for touching my heart. And and I know all our listeners are going to feel that too. And you're going to just spread that joy and that love and that that energy to, to bless other people. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being with us here today. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. I love being here. And thank you so much for sharing this space with me. <laughs> this was wonderful. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thanks so much. Okay. Hey, bless you. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for being here and listening to today's show. I know life is busy. I appreciate you and value the time we spend together. If you enjoyed this message, please subscribe, leave a review, and include any questions you have for our guest. I'll read your review and mention you by name in my Thursday episode. See the show notes to get the link to join our Facebook group, email list, and to listen and watch our episode on YouTube. Wishing you lots of love in your own hero's journey.